Welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. I'm Joey Palazzola. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got the the whole squad here today, uh, a rare occasion. We're, we're here to, to we're going to break down the recent uh, walloping of the, the Blues over the Carolina Hurricanes, 6-3 win. Fun fun dub there. We'll, we'll get into that. But before we do... Um, I got to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Monocle's Pizza. Uh, they reached out. They sent over a bunch of a bunch of specials they wanted us to share with you guys. Uh, so if you haven't heard, you can go check out. They got their famous thin crust pizza, their pan pizza. They got the point pizza, which is a one of a kind triangle pizza. Uh, all pizzas come with uh, mozzarella or provel blend of cheese, your choice. They also have pepperolis, which are fresh baked rolls filled with pepperoni puree and four cheeses, which sounds delicious. Of course, they got toasted ravs because what place would be complete without toasted ravs they got a, a family pleaser which is a combo of pizza salad soft drinks you could dine in carry out get it delivered they've been in operation since 1959 which was the inspiration behind their house amber beer and their o'fallon brewery uh, is providing that uh, they got lots of community involvement with fundraisers and reading programs and you can order online through their app or website and also on grubhub and if you do make sure you uh use code locked on to get five dollars off a large specialty pizza if you mention locked on or use the online code locked on all right ready to, ready to talk about this game boys i'm i'm ready so uh, i was born ready blues finally uh, a little streaky as of late eh? uh, losing five of, of their last six i believe going into this game uh but blues come back home to enterprise center uh starting it off right off the bat right early into the game about two minutes 45 seconds into the game we finally see sammy blake get his first goal um, Justin Falk with the assist against his former team from the point finds a little rebound off Mrazic and uh, Blaze just puts it home in the empty net. Nothing, nothing too crazy about it. You guys got anything on that one? Yeah, yeah. just his his first goal coming back from the injury. I mean, love to see it, especially um, so early in the game. Just kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. And I think uh, you heard in the post game, the guys were talking him up like it's nice to have him back, all of that stuff. But it really did uh, kind of set the tone for the rest of the game and. Um, Got the, got the boys uh, buzzing, as they say. So you'll love to see it. Yeah, I think right away you could tell that there was a strong sense of momentum for the Blues with that you know that first goal that they had. They were really just pouring on the pressure, and you could tell something was coming. Uh, they 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 you know they powered home that shot from the point where Blake found the rebound, and it was just an easy goal as they come. Uh, and I think, again, it was a good sign of things to come. They never really looked back from that goal and dominated for the rest of the game. But it was a good indication of early on of it wasn't going to be another another uh, a sloppy game from them. It wasn't going to be another another one in the pattern of losses. Yeah, it was good to see Blay finally get back on the on the score sheet, like Tommy was saying. Uh, first goal since, like, early November, I believe. I know we lost some time due to, due to the injury. But uh, he was off to a hot start too. Yeah, coming back from the injury, man, he he loses his spot. Not really loses it, but you know how that goes. But he but he was playing on that second line with O'Reilly and Perron for a long period of time when he got injured. So coming back, he gets put on the fourth line. He's got to work his way back up the lineup. So nice to see him get the goal, gain some confidence, and see him moving forward with that. But uh, for the rest of the first period, uh, nothing much going on. Uh, Bennington was looking great. Um, Mrazic was standing on his head, and then we entered the second period. And right off the bat, again, the blue strike, a minute and 30 into the period. Uh, Zach Stan- Sanford finally, yes, the, the, actually, the, the hot Zach Sanford 
finds the net again <laughs> on a beautiful wraparound. Yeah, he's he's been on fire lately. I mean, that goal was was gorgeous, especially so early in the period. Um, again, like I said, it's all about momentum. Getting those early goals. I don't know if you guys remember back in the playoffs, but we uh, that that cup run we had, we scored so that, many. That was a trend. Yeah, yeah, we scored so many goals within the first minute, two minutes, five minutes, and just um, really got a good chokehold on teams that way. And I think it's starting to show once again with their success. They're scoring early in periods, and they're they're capturing that momentum in their in their utilizing it for the remainder of the 20 minutes yeah i think just touching on zach sanford for a second i mean uh, you look back like a month ago or however long it was like people were asking for his head on a pitchfork you know like why is he in the lineup over Cairo? like he's dog trash terrible send him down trade him all of this stuff and uh, I don't know how many points he's gotten in the last five games, but the dude's just been on an absolute tear. And I think uh, you just see his, uh, like he's talking about after the game, like his confidence, uh, finally seeing those pucks go in the net and just uh, checking off the checklist, I think he said, of like everything that he needs to do during a game um, gives him the confidence that he's playing the way um, he expects himself to play and his teammates expect himself to play and Coach Berube expects him to play, so... Uh, we love to see that for the kid, especially guy who's been kind of uh, flip-flop up and down this year. At times he's looked great, at times not, not so great, but he's really been turning it on lately. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, won't be the last time we mentioned him in this uh, episode, by the way. So after the Sanford goal, we had a Vince Dunn two-minute penalty, another big kill by the Blues there, and a 2 nothing game, killing that off. And then my favorite goal of the game, this was a freaking gorgeous goal here. Um, it was it was this Braden Shan with the pass right to Colton Pareko entering the zone, mm. and Colton Pareko just had a vintage Colton Pareko moment and just ripped it short side or on the glove side of Mrazic actually, and it it was just a cannon. I don't know how it didn't put a hole in the net. Kind of tucked like right under his arm, didn't it? Yeah, right right under his arm and above the pad. Perfect yeah, placement. Beautiful. Absolutely and, gorgeous goal. The uh, the unsung the unsung hero, my bad, uh, tongue twister there, but Robert Thomas on that play with a little chip, like a little backhand chip, to uh, start that rush is very underrated. Finds himself on the score sheet though with the assist with him and Shin. So uh, taking us through the second period, Bennington finally lets one squeak through. It was on a bad bounce actually, um, kind of a bad goal to give up. Not not necessarily on Bennington's part, but just with going over halfway through the game with a shutout. It sucks to see it broken like that, but you can't, you can't always get it through there. Uh, Sebastian Ajo with the tip. Can't really do much there. You already know what he brings to the table offensively. Uh, nothing much to talk about there. Um, continuing on, Blues had a power play after that. Had nothing going for him. And then, actually, they did score at the end of the power play with the Braden Shingle. That was whenever uh, Jaden Schwartz, and Ryan O'Reilly had a nice one-two combo and found Shin in the in the slot and uh, put the Blues up four to one. Yeah. Um the the second period was huge for the Blues. It was the, the period that defined the their victory in that game. And they've had some poor second periods as of late. And they started out with two kind of quick goals within the first five minutes to really take a chokehold in the game, three nothing. Uh, 3-1, Carolina scored, so you kind of got things get a little questionable, you get a little worried, and then a minute later, the Blues get a power play opportunity and just score a pretty pretty beautiful goal from Braden Shen. And then right after that, literally four minutes later, uh, they get another power play and the same exact thing, uh, Shen from Schwartz. Exact trio. 
the exact same trio. exact trio uh, with another with yet another goal to to put it up put the Blues up five one and at that point it, it was pretty pretty much a guarantee that they were weren't walking away with with anything less than a, a victory in that game. How about a quick shout out to Mark Savard? I know we uh, we touched on that many times, but man, this power play is uh, it, it's rolling. It's been rolling. It's been consistent. That's the key to this. Yeah, two for three, uh, in, in last night's game, which is huge. Uh, I think it's uh, the power play has always been a a, a a question mark for for the Blues, not just this year, just in general. So having one that's been as good as as theirs has been is is always is always good it's it's nice to nice to see they're currently um fourth in the nhl in power play percentage sitting at 25 percent. so that's that's you can't complain about that that's that's an amazing luxury to have yeah i agree and uh so end of the second period there we enter the third and nothing really going the first 10 minutes of the period until out of nowhere there goes that man again zach sanford with a freaking cannon putting it past peter mrazic and Blues go up six to one halfway through the third. Yeah, uh, Sanford continuing to roll. Um, he's his confidence is growing immensely. You can tell. Uh, I, I think um, he's he, it's night and day compared to the beginning of the year when he was having his struggles, having his his issues. Um, I, I think he's a completely different player from from then, and it's it's pretty evident in his recent play. Joey, I know you've been talking about um, possibly dangling Sanford out as a trade piece. What what kind of uh, return do you think we could get for a guy like him? Let's hold on to that one for two more goals. Let's finish up this game. We'll get back onto that Sanford wagon. <laughs> on that. That's going to be a, a lengthy load discussion with us three. But uh, after that Sanford goal, we had a. It, it seemed like the Blues kind of let off the gas a little bit. Which I mean, it's six to one. It's in the third period. You're at home. What can go wrong, really? I mean. They show their dominance throughout 45 minutes of this game, 50 minutes of this game, really. And uh, Carolina gets one back. There wasn't really nothing you could do about this one. It was a nice even strength goal by Brock McGinn. Uh, Jordan Stahl with a nice assist on this one. But um, go, keep them going. And uh, I think they got a third goal, right? Yes, uh, Carolina got a third goal yep. by um, Martin Nikash. He is a stud, man. I don't know if you guys have watched this guy play. But he, uh, I remember him coming out in the draft, and I was just praying somehow, some way he'd fall to us or we'd magically trade him, get him. It was just one of them type of players where he really caught the eye ever since he's been like 17 years old. But uh, he actually had a nice goal, uh, assisted by Dezingo and Gardner. And then nothing else going for the rest of the game. The Blues end up winning 6-3. to three. They moved to 32-14-8 on the season. Solid win against a Carolina Hurricanes team that was in the East Conference Final last year. And uh, Blues Blues actually get outshot in this one, 28-26. But they do lay on the hits, 19-11. Face-offs were, were dominant, 27-18. And we already know they scored two power play goals. So, uh, overall, good game to get back on track. I know we kind of been inconsistent as of late, but uh, they, they needed a game like this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you had two guys on the hat trick watch and Braden Shen and Zach Sanford, and you had Ryan O'Reilly with a three piece in the assist department. So, anytime you're putting up numbers like that um, from your core group of guys, it's going to look good on paper and it's going to look good on the ice as well. So, absolutely. Solid stuff. Absolutely. 
All right, are we ready to get now going back to uh, yeah, going back to Zach Sanford here? Let's uh, let's finally dig into that. I know, I know this episode is kind of about the the recapping of the Hurricanes game, but I think the elephant in the room here, I think, is Zach Sanford and his hot play as of late. Uh, I tweeted out earlier today, um, he's got five goals, six assists, 11 points, nine block shots, and in my, in my opinion, the most important set here is his 24 hits and his last nine games played. So he, he's producing. What what this tells me is he's producing in every aspect of his game right now, offensively, defensively, and he's engaging physically, which is a what a guy his size must be able to do. Unless you're, say, a Chris Kreider at six foot four, <laughs> and with speed, and has have more of a skill type of a game. But bringing it back, let's 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 keep this about Zach Sanford, but. He, he needs to be engaged. That's how these power forwards and Barubi system excel, like a, like a Ryan O'Reilly and, and guys like that. But it's nice to see him catching fire. You know, it's hard for a player like that to come in and out of the lineup every once in a while and just keep with his play like that, you know? Yeah, I think he'll be the first guy to tell you that, um, kind of like you were talking about with Kreider, that um, – like, I think when he was struggling, he was trying to play more of, like, a skill game with those toe drags, beating guys with deeks and stuff. And, like, obviously he can do that stuff, but I think he's better when he plays physically and, like, hitting people and, like, shielding the puck, using his body. Right, right. Uh, so, like, stuff in his like mind, that. he is a finesse player like that, but you see him elevate his own game when he's engaged like that physically. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely like I said, it's a huge confidence thing for him, and it, when he is engaged and he is playing his game and he's able to contribute to the lineup, you can tell it it has an impact on his confidence and his play overall, just because he he's playing you know his game and Ruby system and, and thriving, not having to play into another style that isn't necessarily his or anything like that. Now, as for. What Tommy mentioned on earlier about a potential trade, um, I'll save my piece for last. What do, what do you get? What are your guys' thoughts, Tommy? What do you think? Um, do you think I he could, could be potential. I could see him as a potential piece in a trade uh, for Kreider, just because, especially with Kreider going down with the injury, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to their asking price is going to go down just because, like, you don't know like the extent of the injury. I don't know if they had an announcement yet or how long, how much time he's going to miss, um, but it didn't look good. So obviously yeah, that's going to scare some people off. Yeah. Um, and then I also saw somewhere, I forget who posted it, um, but the, that the Blues might be kicking the tires on, um, I'm going to butcher this name, on the Red Wings, Athanasio oh, or whatever his name. Andreas Athanasio. Yeah, yeah, Athanasio. yeah. Athanasio. Oh. Uh, Andreas Athanasio. <laughs> there you yeah, go. See, that's Tommy's got me fast. messed up. <laughs> whatever, bro. Whatever. Athanasio. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we could be looking at that route as well, so something to keep an eye on he's got some good speed to his game i i would not prefer him though but uh i'm gonna let josh go ahead and go yeah i mean i i think it it is gonna really come down to a, a couple of factors first of all if sanford can maintain this level of play throughout the next few weeks i don't see a world where the blues trade him i think i think you you keep him for his for that sort of potential um but also i think it, it i think they're reevaluating tarasenko coming up kind of soon just to get a uh, a, a gauge on maybe if they're if they're gonna use his salary, you know, put him on injured reserve and use his salary to uh, add someone, add another piece, or maybe depending on when he could come back, if they're gonna need that available salary to bring him back onto the roster. So I think it really depends on that as well. The, the their their uh, outlook on the deadline. If if they're planning on bringing a guy like Tarasenko back, you might look at it a little differently. You might 
uh, you, you know, you're obviously going to look at the deadline with that in mind and, and knowing that that's a pending move that you're making versus if he, if it's looking like he's going to be shelved for, for the rest of the season, I think you have a little bit more of an aggressive approach. You have that extra cap space. So I think it depends on a couple factors. And I think we should really have to sit back and watch it play out over these next few weeks to get a better idea of, of what Doug Armstrong's got up his sleeve. Do you guys All think right. uh, Jake Allen gets moved? Well, I think it's a little too early for that one. I'm not going to lie. I think it's too early to speak on Jake Allen. I think, obviously, it makes sense with the cap, with Petrangelo, with the whole nine yards. But mm-hmm. let's just – let's simple this down as to one goal, and that's to repeat Stanley Cup champions. Right. So, with that being said, I don't know if it's the best move to trade Allen at this point in time. It, it all depends on the return, obviously, which we right. have no idea. But – this is what I was going to go on with the Sanford talk. My prediction is possibly a guy like J.G. Pajot in Ottawa. Ooh, Pajot I would is, love that. Pajot is a uh, center and winger, 27 years old. Here's my favorite part. He, he's a UFA at the end of the year. He's only making $3.1 million. Ooh. Now, hear me out. Ready for this? I'm going to throw a curveball on you guys. I've been waiting all episode. Say they throw in a Zach Sanford, an NHL-ready player, um, a young guy with potential to a team to Ottawa. They could use some size on the wing and, you know, some skill with Sanford. And uh, it wouldn't cost a big-time prospect like a Kyrie or someone like that, like a rumored Crider is uh, potentially asking for in return for, with the Rangers. But uh, a chance. Peugeot is a $3.1 million cap hit. So let's say the Blues can convince Ottawa to retain half of that, 50%. So there we go. Zach Sanford is making $1.5 million on the cap hit. We're already almost there. I mean – I think this could potentially be a match made in heaven. It's what February fifth right now. That's as of today. This is my this is my prediction. The Blues will acquire JD Pajot from the Ottawa Senators. Oh uh, yeah, I would absolutely. I, love I have that. a second curveball. I have a second curveball. You're thinking, uh, well, that, that's one for one type of a thing, right? Well, guess what? There's still room for one more player, and that's going to be number 91, Vladimir Tarasenko, and I Ooh. do think he will return which will give the Blues J.G. Pajot and a returning Vladimir Tarasenko heading in to defend their Stanley Cup title in the playoffs. Dude, we would be absolutely stacked. That is my my official prediction of the Locked On podcast, February 5th, 2020. We're going (laughs) to look back on this one. I think Zach Zamperd will be involved in the trade to Ottawa for J.G. Pajot. Not sure what the whole package will be. But this is what I was going to mention. With saying the Ottawa Senators – what do they also need? It's goaltending, right? So maybe, maybe, maybe there's just something with the Jake Allen in there too. It, it's the, that, that's why I asked the. That's why I asked the question because it feels like kind of like the stars are aligning, like Jake Allen's playing maybe, some of the best hockey he's talking, ever seen. A hundred percent, and especially if you're talking a team like Ottawa. I mean, the stars are right there in front of your eyes, like they're matching one hundred percent. It's just I don't know if that's in the best. Exactly. The best interest in the Blues at this moment. Anything can happen, man. It's just, ah, oh, man, you you just don't know. It's all about that return, though. A hundred percent. Armstrong all likes his deadline deals, so you never know. Sometimes he just gets itchy with the trigger. Um, but I think speaking, touching on, I think touching on, um, like you were talking about the ask for Chris Kreider. I think it was Jordan Cairo in a first round pick, right? Yeah, Something that's like what that. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. There's zero chance. chance. The, like. If you have any inkling that Armstrong's going to pull the trigger on that, like, n- there's no way. There's no uh, way. I think it's the same player, not for a player that's been injured. No, sorry. I, I, I don't even think we're being, being biased with that one. I, I really don't even think it's nowhere near being biased. Uh, 
Yeah. Crowder is a top six forward, don't get me wrong. But a guy like Jordan Cairo, man, you're pushing it. In order to get a guy like Jordan Cairo and a first rounder, the the market has to be insane for him. I don't think it's that high. I really don't. You got guys like Wayne Simmons out there. You got guys like JG Pajot out there. Uh, uh, Tyler Toffoli. There, there's plenty of wingers out there, and the talent level in between each and every one of them is not that big of a difference. And if he, if they're asking for Jordan Cairo, I'm hanging up the phone instantly. Yeah, and I, I just there's so many better options. We're gonna dig into this over the next three weeks like crazy. We're gonna talk about trade deadline, potential rumors, everything day in day out. But let's keep it to that for now because I mean I think we touched on all the perfect notes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's everything we, we got for today, unless you boys have any, have any last-minute additions. How about us? Uh, speaking of the traded line, we can use some mailbag questions. If you got any questions, potential names you got thrown out there, shoot us some questions. We need some mailbag questions coming up. Absolutely. For Absolutely. Need those mailbag questions. Um, gone or if you guys have any bag. feedback. Or any yeah, feedback, just let us let know. Us know. Uh, yeah, Gauntlet and Mailbag should be returning on Friday as normal. Uh, who's who's going? It's it's uh, me and uh, Tommy. I think oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming off my I'm big blowout win. All right, yeah. I'll come up with something to. I'll come up Thanks with something. Thanks for reminding to me, Josh. Keep talking that shit, Joey. We'll see I'm, what happens. I'm, 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 I told you, I'm playing. I'm playing devil. I'm playing the 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 devil's advocate for this one. You guys are getting one right max. I'm bringing in some some hammers. Uh, I'm friends. down. Tomorrow, what do we got? We got the preview of the Jets game, right? Tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. So we have that to look forward to. But uh, in the meantime, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like Joey said, submit uh, your mailbag questions on our Instagram or Twitter at LockedOnBlues. And as always, thank you for listening. And let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues, baby.